0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Morning Track Talk podcast with your host, David and Dave. And today we have another victory yet again versus Atlanta. And uh, well, Scott had a nice walk off shot in the game. And there was a lot of stuff that went right for the Phillies in the game. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, not for Adam Morgan, but we will get into that, Dave. If you want to start off, uh, what do you think about the game and uh, go over some of the uh, box score?
1: Yeah, I mean, my initial reaction was, was going crazy. I, I was hollering at the TV, as I always do with, with Philly sports, especially the Phillies, with them being my favorite team. But, you know, I, I, was, I was watching, I was like, you know, every inning that the Phillies kept on not scoring, you know, the ninth, the 10th, and then they keep on giving the Braves with the chance in the top half of the inning to first score runs with the runner on second with the new extra inning rule. So, you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, there's there's no way we win this game. I think I even texted you, David. I was like, 100% we'd lose this game. It just, you had that feeling after this one, after the Phillies blow, the 4-1 to lead they had. Adam Morgan was horrific. It goes 4-4, to and then it's 4-4 to pretty much the whole way into Scott Kingery hits the home run. Well, it was all the way into Scott Kingery hits the home run. But I'm going, there's no way we lose this game. Uh, Or, no way we win this game, sorry. So then uh, Blake Parker comes in, who we always talk about in the pod, how he does a great job. He did another great job in the top half of the 11th inning and in the bottom half of the 11th inning With JT Ramuto on third base. The Phillies get some success out of Scott Kingery, who was hitting a, I believe, around 120 prior to coming into uh, that walk-off chance and opportunity. He's been sitting the bench for the past couple games. So it was nice to see him finally get going. And maybe that will, uh, you know, change his success rate and uh, try to get him on base a little bit more and get some more hits because the Phillies could really use it.
0: Yeah, they could. And Scott's one of those guys who we know um, from last year in the first half, he was great. You know, he was really hot. And then after the All-Star break really faded, Uh, sort of like Reese Hoskins. And I think that was why the Phillies struggled a little bit. But if we can get Scott back... And on that field, uh, with his defensive ability and his offensive ability finally starting to reappear, I think Kingery could be a great um, a great player for the Phillies and to be able to contribute in that lineup and on the field. But um, yeah, I think this was one of the stepping stones for Kingery. I think this was a little bit of a coming out party for him, you know, like, hey. I think I'm breaking out of my slump, and I I think it was the perfect opportunity for Scott to capitalize. And, you know, the walk-off homer, I think, is really going to just instill some confidence in Scott because, you know, his confidence needs to be just dwindling at this point uh, because of all the lack of success that he's come across. But, um, yeah, Dave, if you want to go over the rest of the box score, uh, then, you know, go ahead.
1: Sure. So, of course, we'll start with the Phillies Uh, here. Andrew McCutcheon was 2-for-5 with two RBIs. He also scored a run. He did strike out once, but uh, one of his major hits in the game was a two-run home run to deep center field. Uh, Bryce Harper continues to struggle a little bit. He was 0-for-4 in last night's game, did have a walk, but it was an intentional walk. And, Dave, that poses the question, uh, is Harper beginning to struggle, uh, as I think he is, or really continue his success in 2020?
0: Well, over the course of the past few games, we know that Harper hasn't exactly hit like he was, and nobody expects him to hit. You know, at the rate that he's been, and um, you know, as Philadelphia Phillies fans, we love to see this success of our players. But you know, if Bryce Harper ends up hitting 280 by the end of the season, I can't say that I wouldn't be happy. You know, it would definitely be better than the 260 that he posted back in 2019. So. Um, You know, I I think Harper's going to get back into the swing of things. Uh, I I think it just comes back to being able to let the ball get deep in the zone. Harper has a bunch of power in that bat, and the bat speed is tremendous. So if he lets the ball get uh, deep in the strike zone and he's he's able to see it, then I think he's going to do some damage, and I think that's what it comes down to. But I do do think Harper's struggling a bit. Uh, Hopefully the struggles do not last for too long.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that Harper's going to struggle a little bit, but of course I think that he will continue his success in 2020. Um, I just think he's going through a little bit of a rough patch, and hopefully tonight uh, he can break out of it versus Josh Tomlin. Uh, JT Ramuto uh, was one for five with uh, two runs scored, and he also did strike out three times, which was a little bit unlike JT. Uh, so he maybe is struggling a little bit, too. Uh, Gene Segura was one for four with two RBIs. He did strike out once, but his one hit was a big one, and it was a two-run home run also to center field, which gave the Phillies a 4-1 to lead at the time. Uh, Scott Kingery was one for one, of course, uh, coming in to try to walk it off uh, with, the, with runners on first and third, I believe. Uh, three RBIs uh, for Scott, of course, with the Kingery dingery. Walks it off and Dave. Does this walk off home run help Scott Kingery regain some of his confidence? Is this the change of tides for Scott?
0: Well, like I was mentioning, I I think it does. I I think it really does help with that confidence, especially because of the lack of success. But, uh, you know, Scott's one of those guys who's going to go out there every day and he's going to try and get those opportunities and he's going to try and do what he can to make things work. But, um, you know, hopefully this is that stepping stone, like I was mentioning, for Scott. But Uh, whether it's the change of tides for Scott or not, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, I, I mean, getting, I think it was a cutter by Melanson inside and being able to jack that out to the left, uh, especially with the line drives that he's been hitting. Uh, I, I think it's really good sign. And I believe on NBC sports Philly post game live, um, we had Joe Girardi saying that Scott's been hitting better lately, hitting more line drives. He's just got to be smarter about, um, the hits and where he puts them because right now he's hitting them at guys. So, I mean, he sees some improvement in Scott, and hopefully he continues to improve and be able to get smart about where that ball is exactly going to go. I know it's hard for hitters to be able to actually control where the ball is going sometimes, but I think Scott's got the talent. And, you know, it's just been very inconsistent with um, Scott's performance. I have to say, like, uh, um, what was it? When he was coming up, I expected this guy to be a Chase Utley. You know, everyone talked great about him, and he had great defense. He was just a natural second baseman, and he had a great bat. He had some pop, and I was just like, man, this might be another Chase Utley. But so far, Scott's had the defense, and Scott's had a lot more defensive potential than Chase Utley, in my opinion. Um, well, not for second base in particular, but I think because of his versatility. But when it comes to his offense, I think Kingery, you know, obviously needs to step it up uh, in terms of consistency. I think once he's able to find his own and be able to consistently have a nice swing and not get too long, not look foolish, not swing at breaking balls down in the zone and look sloppy, I think Kingery's going to be really successful. Now, whether he's able to do that on a consistent basis, like I said, you just never know. You know, but I I don't necessarily want to say that this is going to be the change of tides for Scott because it was one home run, you know, but uh, I'm really hoping that it is um, due to what Joe Girardi was saying on NBC Sports Philadelphia um, post-game live. So, uh, yeah, Dave, what do you think? I mean, I'm
1: I'm hoping as much as uh, anyone that Scotty can change the tides and really begin to uh, have some success because, like I said, prior to last night's walk-off, I believe – He was sitting somewhere around 120 when I last checked the MLB box score. Uh, But, yeah, Melanson was throwing a lot more cutters and fastballs than his off-speed. Maybe that's because he was struggling against the off-speed, or struggling to get the off-speed to work, I should say. And maybe also because the Phillies kind of hit the off-speed the other day in Atlanta. So, uh, hey, uh, the Phillies get to it. Scott Kingery got a cutter. He liked it, and uh, I thought that was a very good job by Scott. Zach Wheeler... Uh, pitched five and two-thirds of an inning uh, yesterday. Uh, He was very good. I really thought that he was really impressive yesterday. He had six hits, though, in those five and two-thirds. Two runs. Uh, Only one was earned due to the error, which was technically given to to Didi Gregorius, but I more think that the error should have been given to Reese Hoskins. Uh, Wheeler did walk one batter. Uh, only did strike out three, but he was getting a lot of ground ball double plays yesterday. And a lot of ground balls in general. It was really nice to see. Adam Morgan, we talked about in the beginning of the pod, he only went one-third of an innings pitch. Uh, he gave up two on runs. Both of them were home runs, back-to-back, one to Ender Inciarte, the other one to Austin Riley on a hanger. Adam Morgan continues to struggle. He struggled early on. then got better and now seems to be back to struggling uh, but on the bright side of the Phillies bullpen, Tommy Hunter, Hector Naris Brandon Workman, two names that we were talking about struggling, Heath Hembree, Blake Parker, all five of those guys were fantastic. They were excellent. They had their off speed, their fastballs working. It was very nice to see, and Blake Parker does get the W. So good job by Hunter, Naris Workman, Hembree, Parker, and of course Wheeler. Morgan, not so much, but the Phillies did have to use a lot of their bullpen to get that win yesterday uh, against the Braves.
0: And you know what, Dave, I think when it comes to trying to get wins, I think that's what Girardi's trying to do for the team. And if you need to pull out a lot more of your bullpen, guys, to get those wins, of course, you don't like to burn your bullpen early in the series. But it's something that we need to do in this shortened season. And I think that, you know, it's called for. I think that it's warranted. Uh, to be able to win these games, and you know, if our starters aren't able to go more than six innings, then we need to use the bullpen, and I think that's why Matt Klentak went out and he grabbed Heath Hembry and Brandon Workman. So, uh, utilization of that bullpen is going to be crucial, and um, it's going to be crucial for the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, Tommy Hunter, he's been looking a lot better lately, and I'm really liking it, Dave. Uh, you know, he's got the cutter working, he's got the off speed going, and you know, it's always a good sign to see. And Naris seems to be using that fastball a little bit more workman, uh, possibly settling in a little bit more as a Philly. I think, um, you know, like I was mentioning in previous episodes, that once he has a little bit more experience under his belt, um, rather than, you know, getting a lack of, um, well, appearances this season, I, I think it'll really help Brandon to be able to come out and dominate a little bit more. So hopefully that is the case. Whereas Heath Hembree, uh, he's been really good for the Phillies lately. has a really good fastball, and it's really working. uh, A lot of soft contact pop-ups. You name it, Heath Henry is able to go in and get this successful outings, uh, along with Blake Parker, who throws a tremendous splitter and, uh, you know, a pretty good fastball. Now, of course, uh, fastball location is a little bit questionable for Parker, but nevertheless, uh, he's very successful at what he does for the Phillies. And all of these guys collectively uh, did a great job in last night's game.
1: Yeah, I would agree, Dave. Would you like to go over the uh, Atlanta box
0: score? Or what we have in terms of stats. Of course. So uh, I guess we could get started with Ronald Acuna going one for three with one run scored and two walks with one strikeout. And uh, Freddie Freeman uh, continuing to stay hot two for five with one run scored and one strikeout. And Ozuna, He he's a player that didn't do too hot last year, but seems to be having a bounce back season. He went one for four last night with one RBI and one walk. And uh, Dave, is this a player that we're going to see as the season progresses?
1: For the Phillies' sake, I hope they, I hope not. Uh, you know, Freeman is a Philly killer. Acuna is a Philly killer. Riley is a Philly killer. Enciarte has always killed the Phillies. Uh, and he has been horrible these past couple seasons. And Azuna, of course, too. Uh, Azuna seems to be having a little bit more of an off-field approach um, you know, going back to the Marlins days, Azuna has, or Azuna, uh, Zuna, if I can even speak, uh, has always been a very good player. And uh, last year, I just think in St. Louis, uh, either he wasn't getting, you know, or wasn't hitting where he wanted to hit, or maybe some just didn't click there. But he came over to Atlanta in the one-year deal, and, you know, we always talk about how, like Didi too, how important a one-year deal is when they sign for you know, when they sign with teams, because that one year deal is huge. You know, of course, not only for helping the team, but for helping themselves get a bigger contract. So a lot of times when guys sign one year deals, they're often going to have a good year because they're going to be trying one hundred and ten percent. So I thought that Azuna is in the same boat here and he's been doing a really good job this season. You know, his defense is a little bit of a problem, but the guy can still throw the ball. The guy has a great arm uh, and his feeling seems to be getting a little better on top of Great hitting, which is what we're seeing this year, with pop, with power. Um, So Azuna continues to kill the Phillies, and he's also having a really nice season this year, which is good for Azuna, but bad for the Phillies. Uh, So hopefully he can cool down a little bit just so that we can get past this series, because after tomorrow, we're, we're recording this on Saturday, it will also go out on Saturday. After Sunday, uh the Phillies will not see the Braves again in the regular season. So after Sunday, Ozuna, you can do whatever you want. But for the for today and tomorrow, especially on national TV today and tomorrow, let's uh let's not have Ozuna kill the Phillies.
0: <laughs> yes, please. I I would definitely um I would definitely like it if they could hold Ozuna uh, back a little bit from being able to have monstrous offensive performances. But um, yeah, talking about Inciarte and Riley, uh, both Philly killers. And you know what? I just look at Austin Riley and I see that he's a guy who doesn't have great numbers. But when he goes to verse the Phillies, he can absolutely mash. And he hits laser shots out of the field. So uh, it's, it's really crazy. And I think Austin Riley does have a lot of talent. I think that he's going to be a big home run guy. Uh, I don't know if the average is exactly going to come around for Riley. Uh, it's hard to say, but he does look like a really good offensive talent, has solid defense, and, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think he's a good piece for the Braves, especially against the Phillies and uh, Arte. He's always been, you know, more of a contact hitter, but hit a solo shot last night. So, uh, you know, it just goes to show uh, what type of players the Braves have, and uh, even though they're not their best players, these are players that could still do damage, and that's why the Braves are considered such a deep organization. But on um, moving on to the pitching side of things, we have Robbie Erlin, who went four innings, allowing four hits and four runs, all were earned, uh, with two walks and three strikeouts. And then we have Shane Green, who was pretty excellent, 30 pitches and in two innings pitched. And uh, honestly, I think um, over the course of those two innings, the Phillies made him pitch a little bit, and uh, it's good to see. But Shane Green uh, still successful despite the Phillies fighting and trying to uh, score some runs in those later innings. But Mark Melanson came in, only pitched two-thirds of an inning, allowing one hit. And, well, so to speak, the kingery-dingery happened. And uh, Melanson had to walk miserably off that mound all the way to that dugout. And, man, that must have sucked. But you know what? Kingery needed it. And uh, we all went home happy as Phillies fans, Dave. And, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I mean... (laughs) It's something that we sure didn't expect. I know I said to my sister, I was like, you know what? Scott is definitely, he he has to hit a home run right here. Because when, when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Melanson's probably going to come in with that cutter. And I feel like Kingery's more of like a um, a cutter guy. When, when I see him, he likes to swing at pitches that dart away from him. And that um, right-handed cutter, that right-handed slider is something that Scott just, He loves, and he can't touch that slider a lot because it's always outside, but that cutter just, you know, it it was in that right spot, and Scott put the right swing on it. It was such a sweet swing, and it was a line drive home run, which is really nice to see. And and to be honest, you don't always need those moonshots, you know, to be able to send the team home. I think line drives are perfect, you know, especially for a guy like Scott. He definitely possesses the power to go yard, and um, I, I think he has... The potential to be a really good line drive hitter and to be consistent at doing that. I think he just needs to focus up the middle and uh, hopefully things click. I, I think things start to um, start to decline when he starts trying to pull the ball and he tries to do too much. So uh, we'll see what happens with Scott. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the Atlanta bullpen uh, did pretty good up until Mark Melanson uh, with the Kingry Dingery. And so the next game that we will play will be at 115 today on August the 29th. And it will be Josh Tomlin, who is 1-1 with a 3.93 ERA, versus our own Zach Eflin, who is 1-1 with a 5.12 ERA, Dave. And uh, do you have any predictions for tonight's game?
1: Well, the first thing I want to say, because I meant to put it in the beginning of our notes, but I think because we're covering the game after the day that it happened, we we forget sometimes. But yesterday was Jackie Robinson Day, so I did just want to put that out there. Um, So it was nice to see the Phillies all wearing 42, um, of course, for Jackie Robinson. Um, But predictions for tonight's game. uh, Really, uh, I'm hoping the Phillies can can hit well um, against Josh Tomlin. They hit him pretty well last time out. I believe... Prior to his last start, which was against the Phillies, he had an ERA in the twos. So to see that it's now close to four, at three point nine three, uh, the Phillies hit him well in the last game. I thought that was impressive. Uh, we just need Zach Eflin to give you five innings, really five, five, six innings would be great out of Eflin. One or two runs would be great out of Eflin. Um, even three runs would be pretty good, solid out of Eflin if he can go five or six. It's just uh, we need to keep the uh, the Braves' offense at bay because you know they're going to be coming out with a little bit more uh, heat after losing yesterday's ball game.
0: Oh, definitely, and I think the Braves are one of those teams that loves to fight back, and you know that's what makes them so competitive. That's why they're so successful is that they have that ability to fight back and they have that confidence to be able to do it. And the Braves execute; they do it perfectly. And, you know, like I said, that's just what makes them a good team. But Zach Eflin needs to go out and have a solid start today. I think uh, his lack of control uh, needs to seize. And I think he needs to just go out there and pitch like the sinker ball pitcher that we know him as. And like I said a couple podcasts ago, I believe Zach Eflin has that ability to throw the sinker and then go higher with the fastball in a few situations and then come in with that cutter. He's got a great arsenal of pitches, and he has tremendous movement. It's just being able to harness that and control where he's throwing the pitches. But he also has pretty good velocity. Fastball usually sits around 94, 95, so uh, definitely some pitches that he can blow by some guys in this Braves lineup. The only thing is that I feel like the Braves hit Zach Eflin a little bit, so if Zach Eflin could, uh, yeah, like you were saying, Dave, allow uh, two or three runs in probably, I'd say five innings, then I'd call it a successful start out of Zach. I mean, I I know you and I don't exactly expect the world out of Zach, and I I think that's just where we stand. But Josh Tomlin, uh, nevertheless, didn't have a great start against the Phillies last time out. And so hopefully uh, we can put that on repeat for tonight's game. Uh, But nevertheless, you can watch this on Fox. So yes, it will be a national televised game. And so make sure that you pop in and uh, watch the Phillies as they play the Braves, and hopefully it will not be an embarrassment. Usually the Phillies do get embarrassed on national television, but I believe they did win last time out when they were featured on ESPN, if indeed the ball that was the last time. I don't know. I kind of forget uh, lacking on uh, sleep right now, but make sure that you listen on 94.1 WIP or WTTM 1680 in Espanol. And uh, yeah, Dave, Uh, It seems like some rain is in the forecast, according to AccuWeather, in the later portion of the game. So hopefully the Phillies can fit it in and uh, hopefully catch the win tonight against the Braves.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping for it. Uh, And you can, again, the game starts at 1.15 and you can watch it on Fox. Um, But yeah, uh, are we ready to wrap it up, Dave?
0: Yeah, I would assume so.
1: All right. Sounds good. So again, today, uh, Saturday, it will be on Fox. Uh, tomorrow will be on ESPN. They'll have the Sunday night baseball game. The Phillies and the Braves will. So back to back days today, Fox tomorrow, ESPN. Just want to clear that up. We will probably do a podcast tomorrow, a mini one, but we'll we'll have to see how that goes. Um, but anyway, I just want to thank all the healthcare and the frontline workers for keeping us safe. I want to say thank you to all of our listeners out there um, who listen to the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends and family. We are available on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have an Apple iPhone, that's okay. We're available on Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, pretty much any app that you can listen to podcasts on. We are most likely available on it. We are so close to hitting 500 views. We thank you guys so much for the great support, especially lately. The views are doing phenomenal, and we really couldn't be uh, more happy um, with everything going on right now with our podcast. Go check out Dave's Instagram and YouTube at Major League Talk for great baseball content. Um, and, yeah, pretty much just everyone stay safe. Uh, the Flyers will be on today as well uh, after the game the other day. They canceled due to the protest on Friday, That game or Thursday, I believe. That game will be on today, so Phillies and Flyers will play today. So go check out the Flyers if you have some time. But, yeah, go Phillies as always. Stay safe, everyone, and uh, that's pretty much all I got to say, Dave. Over to you, pal.
0: Yeah, Dave, can you believe it? Approaching 500 listens already, and it just seems like this is just the start of the Morning Track Talk podcast. It really does take me back a little bit and really uh, lets us know that people like the content, and it, it makes me happy, and I'm sure, Dave, it makes you happy as well to hear that people like the content and that they're willing to listen to our annoying voices as we uh, continue to talk about the the uh, you know heartbreaking Phillies baseball uh, every now and then. But yeah, thank you for the support Uh, to all the fans out there who listen to the Warning Track Talk podcast. Thank you to everyone listening. In fact, even if you aren't necessarily a fan, thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast. And thank you to all of the frontline workers for everything that they do in this community, keeping us all safe and sound. And um, yeah, if you would like to listen to any previous episodes, then make sure to do so, as well as some future episodes that we will come out with in the near future. But for right now, this has been the Morning Track Talk podcast with your host, Dave and Dave.